Three, yeah. two, one. You got this. You look great. Right? You sound even better. Thank you. Okay. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to part two of episode three of Ball Boys. You know, we had so many things packed into episode three that we decided, hey, we just got to cut it up and we're going to give the people what they want. But then so many things happened in Monte Carlo that just ended today that we said, hey, we got to start there. So as always, I'm Paul Moncom, one of your co-hosts. I'm here with Billy Hansen. Hey, Billy. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Wow. Monte Carlo. Right. The, the boys acting like little boys. They were like, hey, we are going to throw a tantrum by the ocean. Yeah. Was that great? It's like tantrum by the ocean. Yeah. There was there was a lot of that going on. So let's get into it. Let's just talk about the the results. So the winner circle, thank the Lord Rublev finally won a Masters 1000 tournament. He has been in three or four finals before that. He just keeps coming up short. Rublev, he's a great player, but he's got so much competition. And now he finally won. My mom is thrilled. Rublev is one of her favorite players. She thinks he's really hot. She thinks Rublev and Fritz are the two hottest guys on tour. I I I disagree with her. Like hottest and tall guy with great hair. I mean, great hair is definitely worth putting in air quotes for for at least Fritz. I, I do love Rublev's hair. I mean, it is it is always giving angles and finding its light. Wait, does she think that they're the hottest players physically or just like in terms of their game? Like their whole, great players? their whole persona, their whole aura, just the whole package, Paul. So she's like, oh, I want to date Andre Rublev and or Fritz. Yeah. And or. <laughs> There's an appeal to him. Um, he's actually turning out to be one of the sweeter guys on the tour, which um, given the the nature of Monte Carlo and what just happened with all of the drama is is kind of refreshing that there's a gentleman coming out um you know so he just won in three sets over Holger Rune um who we have a lot to talk about and and you many thought Rublev's did you think his speech was charming Paul I did it was super heartwarming so he he had this great little speech moment where he confused the tournament director and the princess of Monaco <laughs> and they do not look like sisters y'all they do not and it was pretty clear who had the $400 haircut and who was the tournament director and he got them <laughs> confused and he's like sorry I'm so stupid uh which was very cute um but then he also you know he had that moment with the the crowd just saying you know big thanks being from the country that I'm from to have international support means a lot he was it was, it was a really heartfelt moment and all things said I mean look I've I've really come out uh, again. I know it's controversial, but I'm very against this war that's going on. And I really think that there needs to be more culpability. The fact that he even said that, I mean, who knows if Russia is going to throw his family in the gulag after saying that even being from a country like he's from. Um, but it was just great that he acknowledged it at least. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's disheartening that that saying that simply being from the country where I'm from, I really appreciate all the international support. I mean, it's disheartening that that's so much more than any other Russian or Belarusian player has really said, but good on Andre and good for him winning a, a Masters 1000. Did you like Runa's? He had tantrums galore. Look, he's still very young. And sometimes when you're very young, you get crabby, especially when you're tired and you um, are jet lagged. Maybe you didn't like get your your bottle, your nappy. But he he beat himself, 
uh, you know, which is sometimes fun to watch that five all game in the third and he misses two overheads into the net. I, at first I was like, wait, is there a glitch or did the exact same thing happen over again? And it did. It was the exact same thing. He just hit two overheads into the net. And so he starts throw, he starts hitting, smashing tennis balls into the crowd. He does it once and he got, starts getting booed. And so his answer is to do it a second time. Um, and he got a, a, a code violation, but that technically, I think, should have been a couple code violations. Who knows? He could have been in trouble. But I, th- I think the ump was smart to not turn it into a, a bigger deal than it than it was. Um, and in in Runa's defense, he had played Sinner in another three set thriller, you know, late into the night. Yeah, the night before. So I think he hit a bit of a physical wall. He is only nineteen. So, yeah, but I, I I don't know if it's a physical wall or a mental wall, but he's just kind of turning out to be a real baby and people are talking about it. It's like there's people are not loving Rune. I mean, because after he smashed those two balls into the into the crowd, like he was getting booed and he was just he started doing like, come on, give me more. And like egging, he was like egging the, the crowd on, which I think we know by now is never a good idea. Like it's never a good idea to take on the entire stadium. Uh, you know, he seems, though, to thrive on it because he did it against Sinner the night before, and it sort of kept him in the match. It sort of um, yeah. invigorated him. So perhaps he thought that the same thing could happen today. I don't know. He's he's a brat, but in my <laughs> opinion, yeah, he's just a brat. It's not. It hasn't gotten to the point of him being like truly problematic yet. Like he's, yeah. in my opinion, nothing, his on-court behavior is nothing compared to Kyrgios or McEnroe back in the day. I mean, we're not even close to that level. Totally. But I do feel like there's like the new big three and the old big three and the new big three are, are really kind of starting to like take shape in the shadows of the other big three. So, you know, the, the new big three is Alcaraz, Rune and Sinner. The old ones obviously are Rafa, Joker and Fed. So obviously Alcaraz is Rafael Nadal, not just because they're both Spanish. Like, look, do not write in. I, it's more reasons that they have very similar games, power plays, tons of tons of topspin. And when they clap, they neither one can close their hands completely because they hold <laughs> the racket with such a grip that their fingers are just unable to to extend. And then we've got Rune, who's turning into Joker. Yes, but again, the the difference is that Joker was somewhat likable at the beginning runa's coming in bratty hot and bratty and and unlikable oh. from the jump so he he has an opportunity to become more likable whereas novak i don't know if he has an opportunity to become at this point less likable <laughs> it's true it's like um you know how do you know when you've hit rock bottom and or is there a basement underneath that rock bottom and exactly we'll find out. but it is interesting like yeah runa has decided to like skip the likability phase he's just like no 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 i'm just going to go to where you all hate me and that is like and it's just it's weird because he didn't have to go there the danish fans seem to like him well his mother does as his she mo- likes his him mother likes him and i uh I'm going to say it, Paul, he's, he could, I could turn around. He hasn't done anything yet to make me dislike him for eternity. I'm still open. I like his game. I like his looks. One of the commentators was marveling at his legs last night against Sinner and was like, that was me. 
he's got legs carved of oak. That's lit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, okay, all right. Wow. Yeah, that I, that commentary I, booth needed to be cleaned up yeah. after that. Match. Yeah, was that guy okay? I mean, <laughs> he was worked up about these legs carved of oak. Rune's gonna avoid him at the next. <laughs> what he's staring are, at? Are you saying then that Sinner is Federer because that? That's look, a little bit of a that's that's a bit of a leap. reach, but Sinner. So okay, look, Sinner, the last three Masters one thousands, he's made semis or better. I I thought he was gonna. I actually thought he was gonna win this one, but it's fine. He didn't. It's fine. Um, but he's he's got a real elegance to his game and sort of same body type as Federer. He's very lithe. He's very um, light in the loafers and yeah. he just he's he's got a. I, I love to watch his game. It's very beautiful to watch. Yes, I I appreciate you you comparing the old big three to the new big three. I it's think what's strength. most interesting to about the new big three is that they're all different, right? Alcaraz is kind of like this golden boy, right? Can do no wrong, kind of like Aaron Samuels and Mean Girls or something. And and Runa is this brat, this bad boy, kind of like I know my references are all very dated, but kind of like you know Maverick and Top Gun or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Sinner is like this goody two shoes, right? He follows all the rules, kind of like a, a Tracy Flick in election. And then he gets really pissed off when mm-hmm. other people don't follow the rules. And you can tell that he's steaming, but he's trying to keep it in. And I just like that contrast among the three of them. I love those three references. I, yeah, I agree with <laughs> I agree with all that. Like I, I don't know. I'm I'm yes. And I would love to watch Tracy Flick play Maverick um in beach volleyball. Uh but yes, absolutely. Shirtless. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way to play. So part of why we had to talk was that there were just a lot of outbursts going on. And I was worried that our whole cute little segment of outfits and outbursts was going to be kind of like short lived. But no, and like you said, the boys were acting like little brats and yes. there was a lot going on so we were talking a little bit about like sinner and runa their semifinal match was super contentious like their handshake at the end like that was a drive-by from sinner he was like no do not touch me you fucking brat because rune at one point he like sinner hit a ball out and rune hit it back you know this happens every now and then but it went directly for sinner's head and sinner was just like what yeah what? And like Rune was like, oh no, oh, I did not do that. And it's like, no. I I think that that was intentional from Rune, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Also, this is part of Sinner's growth process. You have to learn how to deal with brats. They're a dime a dozen, and Rune's not only a brat; he's a brat with talent. So he's going to do everything he can to get under your skin. And I I, I really respect Sinner, but you know, I think he he can only grow. From this experience but just the whole way that rune was like again egging the crowd on and like like going like oh louder oh louder yeah. going me oh tell me more oh paul i'm sticking with runa you're you're sticking with rune yeah rune Stubbs is, <laughs> is the full name that rune richards with. okay yes yes um all but right. that wasn't all hot couple alert medvedev and zverev have fully broken up at this point it is <laughs> they are having a social media war it is like What's Justin Bieber's wife name again? Haley? Haley Baldwin or Hillary Baldwin? Haley Bieber? I don't know. Haley Bieber. Like yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's that versus Selena Gomez. They are fighting on social media now because they had a quarterfinal 
and it was another tough um tough match and mm-hmm. medvedev again pulled it out and got the best of zverev zverev is still on his his comeback tour from his his french open injury last year but now like so afterwards i was like scrolling through instagram and just seeing all these quotes and it was like zverev is talking about after the loss saying that Medvedev is one of the most unfair players in the world and that he takes fair play and sportsmanship very serious and and Medvedev does not. And that whenever he's playing well, he finds a way to like take a bathroom break or something. Medvedev was just like, no, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm with Medvedev. I'm like, no, sorry. Medvedev, I'm not saying he's perfect, but I don't think egregious sportsmanship uh, faux pas are his MO at all. And no. he took a toilet break in the third set during the allotted changeover time. He didn't take a bunch of extra time. Yeah. And the match was still very competitive after that. It wasn't like that was an immediate momentum shift. You know what my feeling is? I think this is a PR ploy from Zverev to get him into the conversation again. He also made some comment that he thinks he would have beaten Nadal at the French Open last year if he hadn't twisted his ankle, which is a pretty bold comment. He's been making pretty controversial comments, and I think he's trying to be in the conversation again because guess what? No one's been talking about him because he hasn't been playing well. I, For some reason, I thought that they were really good friends, maybe because they're like the same height and kind yeah, of the same build. Relatively same age. Yeah. yeah, so I thought they were buddies, but I, I don't know. I, I'm excited to watch some spicy drama between those two okay but the last the last bit of drama so big highlight for me is whenever somebody beats Djokovic because uh, yes as we've discussed yes. and so um oh, you know it. former former hot heartthrob Musetti Lorenzo Musetti former beat, eh, it's funny I you know what it is because he's growing his hair out and honestly guys Stop growing your hair out, Billy. I know you're uh, you're trying to put your your little. I'm preening for it. you because I'm growing my hair out. Yeah, and honestly, once you do, you're off the pod. Or more we're gonna stop. Pull. No more video. <laughs> no more video recording <laughs> for the pod. But Musetti beat Djokovic in like the round of sixteen, and yeah. um, it wasn't the greatest match. Like, let's be honest, Djokovic is rusty because he's not allowed in in a lot of countries right now. Rightfully so. And, uh, but Djokovic also no stranger to the outburst at one point during the changeover, cause he didn't play very well. He just, he sees a racket hanging, like leaning against his bench and he just stomp, he just murders it. He stomps on it, breaks it into, and everyone's just like, what? Like, dude, uh, after all of the incidents that have kind of really blown up for, for Novak and other players, the fact that p- players like Runa are still lobbing balls into the crowd and yeah. Novak is still smashing rackets. It's like, really? You haven't learned anything? But I, I don't know. I, yeah. Remember how we were talking about how tough it was to watch Serena chase that 24th slam, how she was chasing it for four or five years and kept getting close and they kept talking about Margaret Court's record and mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of, it was kind of heartbreaking watching Serena chase it. Yeah, I, I'm hoping Nadal wins the French. So he gets to 23 and then Novak becomes obsessed with getting to 23, but he can't do it. And we have to watch him chase 23 for like four years, but it's instead of being heartbreaking, it's going to be heartwarming because every time he loses, it's like, yes, he still doesn't have 23 and he ends with 22. And it's like, I'm here for the Djokovic demise era, the 
a hundred. Right. I, I was worried you were going to say we have to watch him, like as if it's going to be hard. Like, yes, I could watch him lose a Grand Slam. <laughs> yes, like every week. I hope that there's enough really tough losses to kind of fill the coffer, so that you know down the road I can go back yeah. and be like, let's watch Djokovic lose the French Open again, and it'll just a pure delight. So that was our quick Monte Carlo recap, and now we're going to go talk about that gay guy. All right, welcome back. And our next segment is Quatch. So that's, you might want to say Q-Watch. You might want to say Quatch, like the, the German nonsense. Um, or maybe it's just a lazy way of saying crotch. But Quatch is when we talk about the people in the sport of tennis who are out, people who have blazed, blazed a trail, no matter how bright that trail is. And we wanted to start off with a pretty significant out male player um, who maybe hasn't gotten a, a lot of the credit or a lot of the attention that you would expect from someone who was once the 14th greatest player on the planet. Billy, who are we talking about? We're talking about Jan Michael Gamble. And, you know, he might be 6'3". He might, he might be arguably very hot. Looks like he just walked out of an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog. But the reality or, is that... Or a Hollister store, but yeah. He's incredibly accomplished. He reached number 14 in the world, won three titles, Scottsdale over Leighton Hewitt, Delray Beach over Marty Fish. He got to the final of the 2001 Miami Masters, your favorite tournament, Miami. <laughs> My favorite. Yeah. He reached, reached the quarterfinals of Wimbledon in 2000, the fourth round of the U.S. Open in 2002. I, I met him that year. He's defeated, among other players, Roger Wait, 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 wait. No, wait. no, no. You no. met him? Oh, okay. I, I was in Tell me the story. Well, okay. I was. Is this erotic oh, fiction? What is this? I was at the U.S. Open. This was 2002? Mm-hmm. So you were in your mid-30s. Yeah. I was with my friend Rita Garg, who is a real dynamo, a real firecracker. She's going to, you know, she's going to pitch that startup, if you know what I mean. Love you, Rita. It was one of those late night matches against Moya, like mm. 1.32 in the morning. She pulled me down. He was signing autographs. And she was like, Jan Michael, Jan Michael, meet my friend Bill. I went by Bill at the time, not Billy. He took just a quick glance over at me and for a fleeting moment recognized what he was facing and looked away. Not only that, Paul, he was one of people's most beautiful in 2000. He absolutely was. And honestly, I think I might have led the lobbying for that because I look, I, I, I love the story of kind of having like that gay glance with him the gay glance the gay glance it was like you know it was such a such a nice time back then when it was before grinder it was like when like bruising existed like gaydar was a thing gaydar was like uh, but you just rita bless her soul just bellowed over those eight-year-olds looking for an autograph jan michael meet my friend bill this is bill and like he got it, he registered, he looked away. Now, did your gaydar go off in that moment? In that moment? 
in that oh, moment. My gaydar had oh, had already been bleeping throughout the night. My gaydar had already gone. My my gaydar was almost out of batteries. Now, because of the two-handed forehand? Partially, because of the strut, because of the serve, because of the, what do you call his necklaces? Uh, the hookah shells? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was just a lot that Jen Mecca was giving us. So your gaydar was going off. So yes. so you could tell. And that's, like, I miss even that. R- even Rita's gaydar was going off. Oh, Jesus Christ. If Rita's gaydar was going off, I mean. You know that gaydar was blaring. I mean, her, her gaydar is pretty pretty dull so um right. yeah like if she if she picked up on that and she mm-hmm. so she she basically flung you in front of a bunch of eight-year-olds and said hey yeah. sign my friend billy's chest yeah and he looked at you and it sounds like he looked at you with like a dead stare of confusion and fear but maybe a little bit of lust i i would love to think that there was some lust in that moment i would love to think that there was yeah well, we all, I mean, I, I'm going to imagine there was for multiple purposes. Yeah. Um, no, the niche genre of manga that I'm going to create based on Billy Hansen and Jan Michael Gamble's alternate universe where they fall in love that night and become a not so formidable doubles team that makes it to the third round of a Grand Slam once. But they have a beautiful I mean, love story. There might also be a narrative where he and I chatted on Grinder in LA in you know 2018. But I, I don't, I don't, rem- I don't call. Well, that's the thing. You never know. Anyone on Grinder could be a dog. You don't know. Could be a bot. Could be or a could, dog. or it could be Jan Michael. Or Gamble. a cat. Or a cat. Look, like that's why it's called a gamble because you don't know who you're talking to on Grinder. Who doesn't love a perfect set of abs? Me, me. I don't. I prefer no. a little bit more of like a beefy belly, something I can grab onto, something that's you know. Enjoyed I'm feeling a few enchiladas. Extremely called out right now, and <laughs> I think that that's our our personal business. My IBS Fair. and my day after Easter consumption of Cadbury eggs is nobody's business except it's- yours and mine. Fair. Uh, but yes, but back to Jan Michael, People's Most Beautiful, almost fell in love with my friend Billy Hansen, named after Jan Michael Vincent, which honestly, uh, why? I mean, granted, there was that just there was a that brief moment in time in the in the 70s when everyone was naming their babies after Jan Michael Vincent. I mean, there's just there's so many Jan Michaels. Like I go to the clinic, the, the, the nurse comes out and they're like, Jan Michael and 10 guys stand up. So Men's Health Foundation on on Santa Monica or which clinic? It, it, oh no, sorry, it's it's Mensa. It's um, <laughs> yeah, and and they all stand up and they're like, "I knew you were going to say that," because Mensa is for people who are telepathic. Okay, so Jan Michael. So okay, spoiler: we've already talked about this, and we're not outing him. No, he's, he's openly gay. He's openly gay, everybody. But he never really came out. There was no big magazine article. There was no press conference. It's just his Wikipedia page. Well, Paul, you've been tracking his Wikipedia page, which has changed over yeah. the even years, months, weeks, yeah. even. Yeah. I mean, look, I so when I want to go to sleep, I read Wikipedia pages of my tennis idols from 
the 70s, 80s, 90s, and, and the aughts. Today. I'm, like, I'm like, that's what we call music, but like, that's what we call tennis idols. And it's like, I have like my my hits and my my icons. And, you know, so yeah, I'll, I'll just go down a rabbit hole. And I stumbled upon his Wikipedia page. And, and, and this was weird, but it actually said he was gay twice. There was like hmm. a personal section, like, and I always go to the personal section when I go to Wikipedia page. I know everyone. It's called does an that. underline. Sometimes it's, you got to underline a certain fact. Yeah, no, but like you know, like when you go to Wikipedia page, you're like, oh, personal. Oh, let's see, are they gay? Yeah. His personal said he's gay, but then also in his life and biography, it also said he's gay. It's like, oh, he's gay. He's not just gay. He's gay, gay. Yeah. Then it went down to one instance. So I was like, okay, they just got a, a better editor where there's like, they're only going to say it once. And now it just says that he's in a relationship with his partner, Malik, which right. is clearly a man's name. And it is a man, but it's a, a little less out than saying he is gay. So his page is changing, but he's, he's still... Also, I mean, he's he's posted numerous, and by numerous, I mean hundreds of photos and stories of him and Malik in Hawaii, in California, in all sorts of exotic locales, yeah, showing you know off what, their love, showing their love. Yeah, you know what they Great. do in Hawaii? What? They started gay marriage. You know what they do in California? They have the eagle. So it is yeah. like they're they're going to like the the hot spots. And yeah. it's yes, they're living an out loud, out proud lifestyle, but you know, other than like the coverage on, uh, you know, Greg and Hollywood.com and Kenneth and the two and two and com, which are, you know, very powerful media sources. Um, not many people are talking about this and it is, it's crazy. He was in the top 15 yeah, and he was definitely the crush of a lot of aspiring tennis players in the nineties who cracked the top 40 of the new england b levels but he's not getting his due he's not getting his well his headlines he's not getting his headlines because i i think he hasn't made the choice to publicly say the words i'm gay or i'm bi or whatever he does he have to say it like that bi i'm gay i'm gay <laughs> i'm bi is that how you came no. out yeah hey, everybody like, dad I'm, I'm by. Gay. I'm by. And he just started crying just based on how I said it. <laughs> so I'm going to start crying based on how you said it. <laughs> and talk about a podcast voice. Um, I'm by. Dad. He did. Um, but, you know, we've got Carl in the sea. We've got Robbie Rogers. We've got Michael Sam. We've got, you know, Brian Vahaley. Props to all of you. But top 15 beating. Sampras, Courier, Rios, Querton, Agassi, Hewitt. I mean, this is an incredible accomplishment. And I just wonder why it's not a big, new, like flashy story for those of us who grew up with him and then those, you know, younger queers who could look up to him. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's like, are we post gay? Is it just, does it not matter? And people are like, oh, it's, you know, people do whatever. Come or, on. I, well, no, I, no, because I'm baffled by it. Like these other players that have come out, I'm, I'm so happy for them all. But, you know, Michael Sam didn't exactly kill it in the NFL. Robbie Rogers just married some, some like film producer and doesn't play soccer anymore. So, okay, if it's not post gay, then what the hell is it? Why does anyone want to do it? Well, you know, he is a, a commentator. 
So it could be that he feels because he commentates for an international audience, maybe he feels like it would be a distraction, right? He just wants to be taken seriously as a tennis commentator. He might even, I, I think he might work for BN Sports, who's, uh, which is owned by a Middle Eastern entity. He, he might just be. No, but we a, saw the World Cup. Qatar is very progressive. <laughs> he might they just almost be allowed beer to be sold. A, a cautious businessman. Maybe well, how that's is, it. How is he as a commentator? He's, is he the next Mary Carrillo? <laughs> I would say he's the next Mary Joe. For sure. Wow. Okay. Wait. I don't, are you sure? Because that... Do not mess with my Mary Joe, because she. I'm a Mary Joe. Well, she wants fan. to be involved in the in the Jessica Pagula Chris Everett conversation. She's like, "Where am I? Excuse me, don't I mean, you remember she, me? Like she, I was in the top ten, but wasn't really winning a slam for a while. Like, oh, but she came so close two oh, times. Ninety four French against Graf. Wow. So Chris, the three sets. I know, I know. She she, yeah. she turned her forehand into weapon, but uh, what I'm saying is that a break Jan in that Michael, third set also. So you think maybe. that he's the next Mary Joe because she is great. I feel like he's more like the next Caroline Wozniacki, maybe. Like, is he that good of a commentator? Is he really giving you that like insight with humor? Uh, I'm going to say no, definitely. But, oh, because of Woz is just a, a comedian. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, last she time she made me line. laugh was when she played Serena Williams in a final of the U.S. Open, because that was hilarious. I think he's he's a commentator that is forgettable, and I mean that in actually as the compliment. Like he, oh, he that's only of, ever meant as a compliment. You're so he calls it like it is. He just he just tells you what's happening, and you kind of forget about it. And maybe that's how he wants to be. How, how we remember. want to identify. <laughs> yeah. As forgettable because I would maybe, like to be remembered like, as forgettable. I, I don't want the attention. <laughs> I don't want the attention that being like the kind of this out icon would, would give me. And in a way I respect that in a way I'm like, I don't know. Okay, if you just Why isn't he on the of... floats of WeHo Pride? Why isn't he? Right? I mean, he could get great tickets. Mariah Carey is playing LA Pride in June. He could be he could not only get great tickets, he could be on stage with her. He could be like, come on, man. Yeah. Enjoy it. Call me maybe, Jan Michael. Yeah, because well, I think Carly Rae is performing as well. Carly Rae is playing WeHo Pride. So in, in I know, LA. There's a difference. In LA, there's WeHo Pride and there's LA Pride. It's, there's Santa Monica Pride. There's, too a, much. there's like a Hollywood Pride. There's way, this town is way too proud. And What's your for take, the Paul? Shameless things I've seen in LA. It shouldn't be so goddamn proud. No, no, it should not. But what what is your take? Does he owe it to us to come out? Does he owe it to the youth? Does he oh, owe it I don't to think he, his peers? I don't think he owes it to anybody, and I don't think that there's um, there's any sort of uh, debt that he needs to pay. But I'm just shocked that in you know in 2023 when we haven't had a men's player who has been out and and a player that had such success. Yeah. Even though his, his career was cut short by injury. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it was, it was, he was, he was people's hottest in 2000, you know, top yeah. 50, top 50 most beautiful people in the world. 
Do you know how many times I've just missed out on that title? I'll tell you, 45 he took times. It and he took it for granted. And he took it. He had that. He yeah. was he was in the finals of Masters. He he was he was a big fucking deal. And yeah. and so it's just it's confusing that he didn't get more attention. And I don't know why it is. Um, I would be very curious. I want to, to give him more. all the attention. Yeah. I want to give it to him. I'm by curious about it. Yeah. And so Jan Michael, you know, we are here for you. And this is this this whole segment is just to celebrate you because I yeah. think it's freaking awesome. And I don't know if there's going to be that many other out players um, anytime soon, uh, but we are going to keep our eye out on it and we'll be quatching for you. So yeah. And tune in for the next Q watch. We, we quatch it. Q watch. Yes, exactly. We support you. We support you a hundred percent and we would love to hear your stories of what it was like being gay, whether out or not on tour. Yeah. I mean, I would love to. What was it like in the showers? What was it like getting physio? What was it like, um, <laughs> you know, those late nights with Marcelo Rios? I want to hear it all. All right. So we're coming towards the end of the uh, episode of episode three of Ball Boys. And we're going to finish with a game called Game Set Matchmaker. Oh, I'm so excited. I know. This is a new game that Billy made up. It is yeah. basically... We're going to use our high-tech randomizers, which mm. um, and we're each going to pull out. So we've each selected eight names of living players, retired or active, but people that we've all heard of, and we've got eight names. We're going to pick them out, each of them, at the same time. So they time. must be living, and they must be players, but they don't have to be active. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. People, I think people will get the, get the gist of that in a second. And we're- and, and what are we going to do with these players? And so we're each, so we're, so we'll have two names. And then the game is we have to agree: are they going to be a dream doubles team? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be a dream matchup of who's going to win? You know, if it's, uh, who's going to rivalry like, play each other? A rivalry, or are they just a dream couple? Is this are we playing yeah. matchmaker? And this is love is blind. And now we're going to we're going to set these people up in our minds and say, is that a great match or not? And the winner of this game is going to get uh, a free dating profile on Hinge. And um, <laughs> and that will be me because I'm going to win. All right. Okay. Do you have your first we'll one? I do. All right. I've got mine. So, oof. so mine is. Yes. Venus Williams. Venus Williams. And I have Casper Rude. I like right. that. I love right. that. Oh, uh, wait. Uh, so, who decides who's doing? We have to agree. Could... We have to. Fi- we have to okay. debate it now. Like, should they? I'm, I'm just seeing them having sex immediately. I kind of think so too. Yeah, an athletic sex, maybe with yeah. in an art gallery. Yeah, Riley Opelka's be... looking on, <laughs> <laughs> jealous, stoned, carrying his pink bag. Yeah. I. I, I, I agree. Like, I think that that's actually such a, like Casper Rude and Venus Williams. I mean, at first I was like, oh my God, what a great doubles team. But yeah. no, they are. Oh, they great doubles team up. too. Yeah. yeah, but they, they should, should hook, hook up. up. Yeah. I also think that she could teach him a little something about asserting himself. Yeah. She'll like in, in Pillow Talk, she could be like, hey, Casper, like in the boudoir, the net a little bit more, like just be a little bit more of a boss. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be yeah. like, charge that net. Are you ready for our next one? 
Okay, make sure you shuffle them up. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, sorry. Are you, are I, you okay? I, I'm okay, but I, I choked on this one. Jennifer Capriati. Jennifer Capriati. Oh my God. Who do you have? I have Elena Dementieva. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh man. Oh, Paul, you lead us off with this one. So, I mean, I, I have to say, I think that they are, um, I don't know if they're a dream matchup, but I would love to see them play. But I think Capriati would destroy Dementieva. Uh, they must have played. Their errors over overlapped. Look it up. Look it up. I'm looking because up I'm right with now. you. I think I want to see that matchup. I think, you know, Elena Dementieva. I love what she achieved, even Given with that without a serve. A serve. Yeah. I mean, the way yeah. she still challenged and and persevered is admirable, especially in retrospect. Yeah. Um, have also, they played? Have they played? Oh, they I think have. they played some epic matches, actually. I'm going to say something. Say it. I want more focus on women's legends tennis. So Ooh. women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, playing uh exhibitions at the grand slam so i would love to see a match now right now jennifer capriati as she is today versus elena dementieva as she is today i want to see that i would pay good money for it i love that yep yeah okay they're well they're so their head-to-head is three to one capriati over dementieva okay so hey they were all on hard courts so yeah, maybe we can also choose the the surface okay I don't really want to see them play on clay, to be honest. Um, yeah, no, and and I agree with that. They actually, had an epic match at the U.S. Open, I think, actually in two thousand three, two thousand four. Okay, I think whatever. that that's a great point, though, about um, sort of legends tennis. I feel like there's a lot of legends tennis for men, but I don't really. Yeah, like yeah, I would love to see like Conchita Martinez play Gabriela Sabatini. Like fuck yeah! Have you yeah. seen Sabatini lately? She looks. Oh my. my Gaga, it yeah. is run me is, over. Just yeah, exactly. It just I, I mean, if that's what I have to live up to, bulldoze me as a as a standard of female beauty in Argentina. I'm fucked because she is gorgeous. Like holy yeah. crap, killing it. I, I would, I would go see a women's legends tournament in a heartbeat. Oh, oh God, what do you have? Who do you have? Oh, bitch, Melanie Udan. <laughs> Really? Okay. I have one Martin Del Potro. Oh, Jesus Christ. God. I just think they need to be like go on a meditation retreat like together and like just love Wait, it. Melanie like, Uden, she was the American who made it to the quarters that one year. Yeah. Um oh my god. Melanie you... Udin. Udin. There was an there was a different Udan, right? That was no. No, there was no. not. Okay. No. Okay. Mel, she she everyone thought she was the next big thing she oh, was yeah. on the today show and all the stuff she beat Dimitrieva, i believe in the fourth round or no she she beat um what's her name yankovic um to get to the quarters yeah anyway i think she and juan martin del potro i i see them as a doubles team 
I see them as a feel-good doubles team, like getting a wild card to the U.S. Open. They both had such great experiences there. Like a wild card this year, right? Mm -hmm. Because Juan Martin has said he's coming back this year to the U.S. Open. You realize he announced that. Yes. He's coming back. Yeah. And I think a great mixed doubles partner for him would be Melanie. Um, She did win. She did win a mixed um yeah with jack, sock. with jack sock yeah in 2011 yeah, yeah. so hey i see them as, as our dream doubles team for the 2023 u.s open i'm in i and i okay. would go to that all right Done. what if what have what have we got next <laughs> we've got fashion plate decorum <laughs> i icon charm school founder yelena ostapenko oh and we've got danielle collins Ooh, so wow. they definitely hate each other fireworks they would love nothing more than to crush each other in the court but because that happens so often i'm gonna say they should actually date i think that that would be such a toxic relationship i think i'm seeing they... a, i'm seeing a fashion show oh yeah well, like no, i mean that they they would be <laughs> like um you know partners in life and they yeah. would Absolutely. You know, I would love to see Danielle Collins in an Ostapenko original with like ruffled puff sleeves, the big collar. Yeah. Keep going. And, 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 and the, the sort of clashing colors all throughout, like it with, with cutouts and with weird, like eighties motifs. And it would just be like, and on the back would be like Cowabunga man. Like it would just be so inappropriate and wrong but so stunning. And I think that they would be a power couple. And I think that they should live in the Hollywood Hills and they should probably start some production company, some sort of production company and have like two Shih Tzus. I see them as a, a couple, but like they're really competitive with each other, like a competitive couple. Oh, Oh, like even like like, walking. Oh, you liked her fashion line. See, wait for my fashion line. No, even when they're walking their dogs through like yeah. the Beverly Hills flats, like they are just like one's walking a little bit faster, and then the one goes, duh, 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 duh. yeah. No, it's a it's and and neither of them is is a lesbian. Oh no, which which no. which, which, which <laughs> yeah, they're, everything about it is just awful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is our last match. Oh my god, are our you sure? Yeah. <gasps> Ooh. What'd you get? You say it first. Kim Kleisters. Rafael Nadal. Wow. Oh. Mm, dream. Dream. I love like that. Charity launch. Oh my God. I like, want them to be a couple, but I also want them to be a doubles team. I want them to, I want them to play each other. <laughs> I want them to play. I think each Kleisters other. would take it. This is her comeback. It's this exhibitions against Rafael Nadal. This is her yeah. fourth comeback. Yeah. And this is how she's going to do it. Is yeah. No, Alexandro, Alexandrova or Ova, you. Yeah. No, it's, um, no, it works. So Nadal, XO. She's going to take on the reigning French Open champion as her way to come back for the fourth time. COVID mm-hmm. derailed her comeback, but now this is it. She's taking on the legend. Honestly, I love though, I think what they should really do is like splits offs. So like he does his splits and like, yeah. And then she does hers and then like, they do like, yeah. And it's like, yeah. Oh. Do you know where they would hold this? 
I feel like she's fine to fly to Mallorca. She's oh, no. fine. This would be in split Croatia. <laughs> I mean, come on. You handed that to me. Split's been looking for an event, and this is it. This split open, it's going to be sponsored by Schlitz, and it's going to be like everyone's going <laughs> to. What's Schlitz? Schlitz is the um, performance enhancing beer. Wasn't that, it was like the, I don't know if it's a real beer or not, but like there was, uh, wasn't there that SNL ad for like Schlitz gay? <laughs> like Schlitz gay beer or it's an uh, actual beer. Either way. I mean, I'm there for it. And I, will after they, a couple, they like a quick hit and giggle afterward after the splits competition. Oh, I mean, I, I think that it could be like, I mean, I just think it'll be like a dance off where it's going to be like, white chicks when they have the yeah. dance battle like there's yes. gonna be like kim is gonna bring out all of her kids on the floor she's gonna be whopping all over and he's gonna bring <laughs> out like his like he's gonna bring out like roger and everyone else and they're gonna be like their boy band doing like bell biv devoe dancing and then they're gonna do a split off and the winner or actually maybe just, like like the like the winner I, i'm trying to think of what they win i don't know if like they win like a country I think they win a bunch of money for their charities because they're great people. I think. I think no. Please, charity. Oh, enough charity. Charity, charity. Oh, I no, know. No, they they win a country or they, they like win a country. Win. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Done. they or no they they become the king of split. And Let's they do one more bonus. One more bonus. Okay, bonus round. Okay, ready? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I hope you get who I. I hope you get. <gasps> Who'd you get? I got this name, um, Gan Michelle Gambill. Okay, we're gonna no, we're gonna we're gonna no, do you can't one. Keep, no, yeah. no, no. Next, next, next. We've okay. done it. Yeah, unless unless you want to do more. Oh, there's someone I want you to get. I got um, a, a famous Australian player. Yes, um, her name is Margaret Court. Oh, and I got Nick Kyrgios. Oh, the Aussie Open. It's um it's the place where tolerance goes to get eaten by a dingo. And uh I think Margaret Court in Nick Kyrgios should definitely Nick Nick it's Nick Nick Nick, Nick Kyrgios. Um uh I think that they should mostly follow each other on Twitter and share hateful memes with each other about uh freedom and uh religion. And um, and just be like good old like spinsterish gal pals. I mean, Nick is a he's problematic. I'm not gonna lie, but he is a, an ally, an LGBTQIA ally, and I would love for him and Margaret to play doubles together in, at some sort of charity event, benefiting you know the uh, human rights charity. campaign. I know, honestly. I just want, I know. I'm going to set up a charity for me and you can go fund that. Fine. I'm going to go fund that. Go fund me. Okay. Well, that was next two just for fun. No, no, no. Game's over. Oh, Stan. Okay. What's my next one? Just aren't you curious? Aren't I curious? Yeah. Uh, the next one is Holger Rune. Okay, good. We... Yeah, done. Oh, that's oh my God, Stan, Stan Holger. Oh. oh. Oh, oh, firework. Oh, we are impressions. We are we are in the precinct. And yeah, we oh my god, Stan and Holger, we already saw that and it was fire. And I want to see the plur babies fight. Plur baby. 
it is okay well that is that is it though we are done with that game i clearly won again and um, i'm really excited to go on tinder with my free profile that billy's going to set up for me and that's it guys so thanks it's going to be more successful than your other dating profiles i promise well success is in the eye of the beholder so this has been our third episode Let's take a last look at what's coming up. And so it's the clay court season. We've been hyping up the Americans, this whole freaking show. Billy, is an American going to win a clay tournament this year? I don't. A significant one? A clay tournament. Besides the American clay open or whatever. So Stuttgart, Madrid, Rome, or the French Open? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe even Barcelona or Monte Carlo. I don't think so. Okay. Well, you're wrong. I think she, oh. Yeah. Who's going to win? Google is going to win one of those. I know. Okay. I'm as okay. shocked as you are. I am not a Pagula stand, but she's going to win one of those. The French? No. Who's no. going to win the French? Uh, the French is going to be um, our good friend, Ons Jabor. Hmm. Who do you think is going to win the French? I've got to think Iga. She's so good on clay. We have to remember how good she is. Just because well, she's lost a couple times this year, she's good at. She's a really good player. Well, I'm going to remember how naughty she is, and that's how mm-hmm. I'm going to sign off. So, all right. Well, this is our show. Thank you, everybody, for listening and find out tune in and find out were we right were we wrong or were we somewhere in between because honestly who fucking knows thanks again for joining us and say good night billy good night billy